1: Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock.
2: Coming up on Taking Stock, uh, Sir John Templeton once said that there is only one long-term investment objective maximum total returns after tax. We're going to be speaking with Spencer Jacob and his new book, Heads I Win, Tails I Win, Why Smart Investors Fail and How to Tilt the Odds in Your Favor. That's all coming up next. Right now, let's go to Charlie Pellet in the Bloomberg Newsroom. And I thank you, Pim Fox. We're looking
1: at an update here for the Dow, the S&P, and NASDAQ, the Dow Industrials, and S&P 500 Index on track for records. This update is brought to you by National Realty, providers of 100% satisfaction-guaranteed New York City realty investments. See them at NRIA net. Stocks are advancing. Quarterly numbers from Microsoft and Morgan Stanley spurring optimism that corporate earnings can support further gains. We do have the S&P 500 index up 8 now to 2172, a gain of 4 tenths of 1%. Morgan Stanley shares are up by 1.4%. Microsoft rallying 6.1%. Anheuser-Busch InBev has won U.S. antitrust approval for its takeover of S.A.B. Miller after the maker of Bud Weiser agreed to give up ownership of the Miller brand and open the door to greater competition from craft beers. Well, as we mentioned, Morgan Stanley posted profit that beat analyst estimates as revenue from wealth management and bond trading exceeded expectations. Here's NYU Stern School of Business professor
2: Brad Hintz quarter than last quarter. But again, the, the investment banking cycle tends to be tied to GDP. So if, you're, if you don't have a booming economy, you're not going to get that. So the outlook remains. Let's keep the cost down. United
1: Continental Holdings rising to its highest value in almost three months after Chief Executive Officer Oscar Munoz said he is reviewing all aspects of the airline's operations in an effort to boost profitability. UAL is up by nine-tenths of one percent. Gold down 15.80 the ounce to 13.16, a drop there of 1.2%. The 10-year down 8.30 seconds with a yield of 1.58%. Recapping, stocks higher, S&P up 9, a gain of 4 tenths of 1%. 3.32 on Wall Street now. A look at other stories making news.
3: Thank you, Charlie. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Jill Schneider. This news update is brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today. Meredith McIver, a staff writer for the Trump Organization, is taking responsibility for passages from Melania Trump's Republican convention speech resembling Michelle Obama's 2008 Democratic convention speech. McIver posted a letter to Trump's campaign website. She says she offered her resignation to Donald Trump and his family, which they rejected. Cleveland Police Chief Calvin Williams says he's pleased that so far, demonstrations during the first few days of the convention have been peaceful.
2: For us in the city of Cleveland right now, the last three days have been um, pretty even. Uh, Not too much going on. And when things have sparked up, our officers, our law enforcement partners were there to take care of it.
3: Donor countries are pledging another round of humanitarian aid to Iraq. The funds will help build the war-torn country and support displaced residents. Secretary of State John Kerry spoke at a meeting today with more than 30 other foreign ministers in Washington.
1: I'm pleased to announce that by securing more than $2 billion of pledges that we know will be forthcoming, we have exceeded our
3: expectations. Kerry opened the event by saying Islamic State remains a threat. Beaches on Coney Island are open again today after a possible shark sighting shut down beaches yesterday. The City Department of Parks and Recreation was investigating reports of both sharks and stingrays in the water. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Jill Schneider. This is Bloomberg. Charlie?
1: And we thank you. And again, recapping stocks higher with the S&P 500 index up nine points to 2173, a gain of four-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellett, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio.
2: If you buy the same securities as other people, you will have the same results as other people. It's impossible to produce a superior performance unless you do something different from the majority. So says Sir John Templeton, one of the world's most famous and successful investors. Here to tell us more about how to tilt the odds in your favor is Spencer Jacob. He is the author of a new book entitled Heads I Win, Tails I Win, Why Smart Investors Fail and How to Tilt the Odds in Your Favor. Spencer Jacob, thanks for being with us. First question, why did you write this book?
4: Well, the reason I wrote the book, I mean, I've got nearly a quarter century under my belt now. Uh, I was a top-rated stock analyst, then I became an investing columnist. And, you know, in my line of work, you get asked all the time, what do you think I should buy, what do you think about Apple, gold? Or, you know, go back 15 years, what do you think about Cisco or Pets.com? And, you know, the, my advice you know, has been I, I really don't know. I mean, despite the fact that I'm paid to, to do this, there really is no one who can reliably tell you what to buy or what to sell tomorrow what i can tell you though is that your results are much worse than you realize and people are really shocked when i uh tell them the numbers um that i have in my book it's it's based it's absolutely true though uh the average investor is way below the market averages uh and it it's it's quite easy to narrow the gap uh or quite simple i should say but not easy
2: All right, so uh, right now, uh, looking at the S&P 500, year-to-date, the return is about Mm 6.3%. If you're lagging that 6.3% in your portfolio, Mm -hmm. what are some of the ideas that you recommend? Well, if
4: you're lagging it this year um, and you're adopting some principles, let's say you're um, not invested in the the things that happen to be doing well this year, but you're a a passive investor, you're not um, buying crazy names, then you have absolutely nothing to worry about. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think the the act of worrying about only making 2% when the market's up 6.3% is exactly the sort of attitude that gets people into trouble because you're always chasing performance. You're always looking for a fund manager uh, who has the magic touch. You're jumping from person to person, stock to stock, sector to sector, and that makes you a typical investor, and a typical investor um, – Let's say, you know, you, you compare two people. Let's say, Pim, you and I both inherited a bunch of money 30 years ago. And, uh, I was, a, a typical investor and you were a completely robotic passive investor. Uh, after that period of 30 years, uh, given the same amount of money and not allowed to touch it, you would have five to seven times as much money as I, I would. And that's a reflection of all the mistakes that people make that it, it compounded over that very long period of time. So I would say, um, you know, be passive, be robotic, be cheap. Uh, don't pay too much for, uh, you know, for a pool of passive investments. You really can't do much better. And if you're tracking the market or something close to it, you're doing better than eight or nine out of ten investors, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, so people don't want to accept that, but, you know, they, they can only sort of track the market or come close to it. But it's, you know, and people are not aware of this, but it's far, far better than what most people do.
2: Professional money managers. Are professional money managers any better at selecting investments to produce the kinds of returns that their customers want than the customers themselves?
4: No, I think that uh, people who have heard statistics on it actually assume that they must be worse because you hear that in any given year, 76% of fund managers will will lag the market. In any given decade, over 80% will lag the market. It isn't because they're bad. They're actually you know maybe slightly better than uh, than you are at picking stocks but when you tack their costs onto it all the costs of managing money the cost of holding some cash the cost of their uh their um you know paying them uh and the profits of their companies that's when uh the lag comes in so professional money managers are are not bad investors they're probably slightly good investors compared to the, the man on the street but once you once you pay them uh you, the, the return is, is not too good and people you know it's it's surprising that the people will read these reports and they'll read interviews with them. And I know lots of money managers, I'm friends with many and they'll see someone who's rated four or five stars and, and put money into their fund and take it out of someone who's been lagging recently and statistically, uh, although I don't recommend putting money with any active manager, uh, that's actually the, the worst thing you can do. Uh, it's, it's like the Sports Illustrated cover curse. The guy who is on the, the cover of a magazine because he's really hot, uh, Bill Miller when he was on his 15 year streak, is likely to revert to the mean and, and do poorly. Afterwards, as people found out the hard way with Bill Miller after the 15-year streak ended, he was one of the worst managers for a few years.
2: What do you think of uh, the words of Charlie Munger? He says that the academics have done a terrible disservice to intelligent investors by glorifying the idea of diversification.
4: Well... um, I think that you don't put all of your eggs in one basket. I think you know, if you're a Charlie Munger or you're Warren Buffett, uh, and you have, uh, 15 or, or 20 stocks and you're extremely patient like them, uh, then, uh, you can do quite well. You don't need to have 500 or, or 1,000 stocks. I think he's right about that. Uh, Warren Buffett said, you know, just, you know, I don't disagree with putting all your eggs in one basket. You just need to really watch the basket. But what Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett and uh, a handful of people have that most people don't have is patience. Uh, For example, I I point out techniques in my book that will actually gain you an edge over the market, but people lack the the patience to adopt those techniques, unfortunately.
2: Well, I want to thank you very much uh, for shedding some light on this. Spencer Jacob is the author of the new book, Heads I Win, Tails I Win, Why Smart Investors Fail and How to Tilt the Odds in Your Favor. I'm Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg. Coming up on Taking Stock Metals, Mining, and Commodities, we've got Gordon Johnson, the head of alternative energy and a director of Axiom Capital Management. That's next.
0: From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage.